Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Guys, we have a great show. And girls, <clears throat> we have a great show in store for you tonight. A really jam-packed show. We will have former LSU pitcher Zach Pearson and former LSU DB Jalen Collins joining the show tonight. And it's going to be a really, really fun. I want to talk some baseball with Zach Pearson. Also, Jalen Collins. want to talk to him about some LSU football. A lot of you asked, DN me, asked me to bring on Jalen Collins on some things that he talked about uh, this week regarding Coach Les Miles. We'll talk to him about that. And even, we'll get into some football. I love to talk football with Jalen Collins, especially some LSU football. That's going to be really fun. Also, please stay to the end of the show. We have some good news and some breaking news that we want to give to you uh, from AYS. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be really, 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 really fun. But before we get started with everything, guys, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share into some Facebook groups. Hit that like and subscribe. And this is going to be a little bit a part of what we're doing on you are doing the breaking news. Everyone go subscribe to the YouTube channel on our road to a thousand subscribers. So we're going to be hitting a thousand subscribers soon. You better, but as, as they used to say on the, uh, I forget it. Oh my god, I don't. I, I I don't remember. But the believe that. I forget what album. Album. Jacob Cole says, "Hey yo, ba bum ba bum ba." Gary says, "Booyah!" What's happening, Gary? Nick Gidry. What's going on, everybody? Let's get to a couple of comments before we get the show started. Gino Vegas says, "Good evening, Tiger friends." Yes, sir. Uh, Chris Rabelais says, "After two thirty-day bans." They finally let me back on Facebook. Well, how about that? Why'd you get banned, my bro? Why'd you get banned? We don't need you getting banned. Come on now. Mark says, breaking news, AYS style. Yeah, this isn't LSU related. Let me get that very much out of the way. Very much out of the way. It's nothing LSU related. 
Uh, Ryan says, love the shirt. Yeah, man. Y'all like that? I like this LSU shirt. Mark says, episode 200 right around the corner. Yeah, it sure is. Episode uh, 192 tonight. We'll be hitting that within the next week and a half. Next week and a half, we'll be hitting it. Uh, Paul says, all right, well, let's do this. I'll leave Paul's comment right here. We'll do some Ask Blake before we get to Zach Pearson and Jalen Collins. Uh, but before we get to the show, so let's get it started off. Guys, you got to go see my good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denver Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, and motorhome chassis. Routine maintenance, tire sales, tire rotations, tire replacements. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992 or go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard and tell them your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. From the number one real estate firm in the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Meet with one of their great real estate agents today at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. If you're looking for your dream home, um, they damn sure are going to put you in it. That's 985-467-7355. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you on by. Okay, Mr. Zach Pearson joining the show in about eight minutes. So we're going to get to some Ask Blake's uh, before then. And then we'll 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 talk some baseball and some football with Jalen Collins. I'm trying to do this. Joining the show. Man, it gets tough when you got a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Maybe I should do an episode one day when we don't have a lot of sports to talk about. Uh, maybe I should go behind the scenes and show you guys exactly what it takes to uh to run this stream. Because it's not simple. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Okay, let's see. Paul had a question. He says, Ask Blake. What do you think about the Clemson linebacker, Mike Jones? Who, Mike Jones? I don't care that y'all. I don't care that people are getting tired of the who. I don't care. Uh, he's my. He might be my new favorite player. I'm just letting you know. Never seen the kid play really a lot. Never really focused on him, but he's my. He might be my new favorite player. Just to say who. Hundred and two thousand people saying who. Uh, but he says, "What do you think about the new Clemson linebacker coming to the real Tiger Stadium?" Is he a day one starter? I think he is a day one starter. I think he is a day one starter. Uh, and I think you don't take a kid if he's not going to compete to be the starter. They're going to find a role for him. Look, they have him as, as an outside linebacker. But looking at a lot of the film, and I mentioned this last night, Mike Jones played a lot in the in the nickel, uh, in the slot. They played a lot of man coverage, had a couple of interceptions, a forced fumble. He's really good in tackling in space. Hey, man, sign me up for that. <laughs> what was the one position? Ladies and gentlemen, what was the one position that it just seemed like every single team continued to attack on LSU's defense right uh, last year? You can say linebacker. You can say safety. But go watch Alabama, and they continuously attacked the slot. Go watch a lot of those games. They continuously attacked the slot. So if he can play... In that slot, in the flex, uh, then good for him. Uh, Jacob Cole says, if uh, To is heading to Bama, do we go get a safety who is available? Yeah, I mean, look. Um, it was between Alabama and Tennessee to start off with. I thought it was going to be a push, but I, 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 I hope and wished LSU would have, you know, gone with the full court press after Henry. Um, 
but it looks like he's heading to Bama. Um, but it's interesting how they're able to sign so many damn guys. At this point, it's getting exhausting. Um, so, do we go get a safety? Yes, safety, a corner. I mean, you can never use too many corners. There's no such thing as... Uh, no such thing as too many corners, especially in today's game. Rick, uh, Richie Roche, we'll begin to him right before Zach Pearson comes on, but he says, breaking news, ready to hear. Yeah, guys, it's not... Um, it's not... Uh, LSU related. Mark says, I'm thinking sponsorship. No, it's about you guys. It has nothing to do with, um, it has nothing to do with a like an AYS sponsorship or anything like that. Now we'll take a sponsorship for it, but we're going to be providing more content, um, for you guys through AYS. Um, not during the week, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, Blaine Smith says with freezing temperatures, Blaine, I'll get to your first question. He says, what's my favorite cold winter dish? I actually, believe it or not, in Amy, Louisiana, some years ago, won the chili, Tangible Parish Chili Cook-Off. I can only make a bowl of cereal, and my wife cooks the rest, uh, but I think that I can make a damn good thing of chili. So, I always am down for good chili. I brown up some uh, Italian sausage, some ground meat. I'm not going to tell you what I put in spice-wise. Okay, I'm not going to tell you everything, but those are the meats. Um, get you a little, little pa-pow, pa-pow up in there. Uh, Mr. McKinney or Miss McKinney says, what highlights you saw? I've been looking for some, the ones that LSU produced. I went back and watched the, um, I went back and watched the Ohio state game and just went when Ohio state was on offense and he had the interception. I mean, look, he played, he played really well in that game. Really well. He's coming off. He had a little bit of an injury, but nothing that's going to uh, to hurt him so far. Where was the hashtag ass play? Guys, if you have a question before we get to Mr. Zach Pearson, you can do so. Just hit us with the hashtag ass Blake. Uh, Jacob Cole says, like T-Bot said, every time someone calls us Ellis who, we get to say Mike Jones. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. if this, I hope this kid comes out in balls because I'm going to be screaming it. Uh, Kristen Craig on Facebook Live says, supposed to get down to seven degrees Monday here in the Northwest Louisiana. I don't, I like the cold more than I like the heat sometimes. I mean, look, people want me to put clothes on. They never ask me to take clothes off. <laughs> look, I'm going to tell you that right now. People ain't asking Blake Ravino to take clothes off. But I like the cold. Uh, Jacob Samuelson, 88 on Periscope, says, Ask Blake, how in the hell is Bama signing 27-28 and with Henry uh, with his way over? Blue shirts, gray shirts. I mean, look, as many shirts as Alabama's putting on kids, it looks like a big fat bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Okay, the orange shirts, the gray shirts, the blue shirts, the purple shirts. It's like a damn rainbow. But kids are taking these shirts. They're agreeing not to play. They're agreeing to be on scholarship and not play their freshman year. It's a way around the 25 limit. Go ahead. Go ahead. If they want to do it, okay. Uh, Blaine Smith says, Blake wants a co-host. Let's go. No, I don't want a co-host for during the week. We'll do it at the end of the show. 
We'll do that at the end of the show. All right, a couple more questions, and then we're going to get to Mr. Zach Pearson here. Everybody join the show. We greatly appreciate it. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. I know how many people are in here right now. Don't be a square. Hit the like and share. We should have 171 shares tonight. Because Zach Pearson's bringing the heat like the Rafino Chili. Maybe I should have asked him if he was bringing the heat. He always brings the heat. Gino says, that's my thing. And uh, Gino says, ask Blake, how are we sitting at tight end? I think we're good. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. Uh, Brian Reshort says, ask Blake, what do you, who do you think will be our starting two linebackers, depending on the alignment uh, that's being ran? It feels like Micah Baskerville. I like Navante, uh, Navantique Strong. Um, you got Mike Jones, but it looks like he he could be a guy that can play in, in the in the nickel. If you have a linebacker that's six foot two twenty five and he can run like a DB and tackle like a linebacker, put him in that nickel. Drop drop and give me fifty. Drop drop and give me fifty. All right, let's get over to Mr. Zach Pearson. Before we do so, we got to get over to our friend Mr. John Patton over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with Mr. John Patton from Area Home Lending today. And if you mention this show, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you by. And for my good friend, Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, give him a call. If you want, listen. If you want the best-looking yard, if you want the best-looking landscape in your neighborhood, you have to give Richie Roche a call in the greater Baton Rouge area, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. Richie has built this from the ground up, and he treats you like he would treat his family. Give him a call today at 225-937-7220. Tell him your friends sent you on by. All right, Mr. Zach Pearson, my man, what's happening tonight, big dog? Oh, not a whole lot, man. What's going on? You know, not a whole lot. You know, it's about to get cold, Zach. Uh, now, I know you said you were in Shreveport. I, I know you've been moving around a little bit. Are you guys still in Shreveport or no? Yeah, we are. We are in uh, southwest Arkansas. Okay. And we're ready to get rolling. So, basically, leading up to this week, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be cold out here. Zach, are you a cold weather guy? Do you like the cold or do you like the heat? I, I much prefer hot weather. Um, I'm not one of the people who hates cold weather, though. I like that um, in Louisiana, it's it's hot so often that I can appreciate the couple weeks that we get that are cold <laughs> right. without getting tired of it. Um, but I'm I much prefer hot weather. Zach, I uh, the last time it snowed in Louisiana, me and my wife weren't even married yet, and I went out and and we were just waking up, and I was drinking coffee, and I went and woke her up. It's like 6, 30, 7 o'clock, and I was like, baby, it's snowing. She's like, no, it is not. I'm like, yeah, it is. She's like, no, it's not. So I'm like, okay. So I go outside, make a pretty nice-sized snowball. Okay, I wasn't going to throw it at her, but I was like, do you think it's snowing now? And I like threatened to throw it at her. I shouldn't have done that with a wedding right around the corner, but, you know, hey, I, I like it personally myself, but I only like it for a day. Right, like I only want it for a day. I just want to play in the snow and then let it be gone. Right? Yeah, it's and it's funny how in Louisiana we're so used to not having anything cold that like we'll celebrate if if it just gets 
uh frozen like right. it doesn't even have to snow it's just like hey the the puddles on the ground became ice for a second and that was a victory right i mean look i like it but i don't i don't like it for long i'll say that zach let's get over to some baseball questions here it's right around the corner the sec coaches poll came out today and the sec coaches did not show lsu any love putting them fourth in the sec west yeah. I think that you can put those four tier those four teams in a tier. Okay? Like yeah. I don't know how that's going to go about. I don't know how it's going to look, but I think those two four teams or those four teams in the West could easily host a regional. Um with that being said, what is the most thing that or the biggest thing that you're looking forward to in this upcoming baseball season? I think I think that is what I'm looking forward to is um just the the SEC West in general, it's going to be every single weekend, you're going to be watching big league baseball. You're going to be watching double-A baseball on the bad games. Um, and I just think it's going to be really exciting to see. Um, it's it's crazy. So like you said, LSU, quote-unquote, got disrespected with their with their ranking, but aren't they still like a top-ten team nationally? Which, yes, which is, so, which is so crazy. Yeah, so at that point, man, all these teams are toss-ups, and we'll see. I mean, we, there may be one of these teams that stands out way above everybody else. That's possible, but I don't see that happening. Like you said, I think it's kind of just a shuffle right now. Preseason, you say they're all good teams, and we can't wait to see what happens on the field. Honestly, thank God they didn't decide to do the four-game weekends because that I would know. be a miserable grind. It would, Not only, Zach, would it be a miserable grind, but whoever has the deepest bullpen is going to win. Right. And so that would be it would be fun to watch. OK, like you always want to see good on good, but it's always that one team, whoever has the deepest bullpen is going to win. Um, staying along those same lines, is there a player on this LSU team you're looking most forward to? And it's we're going to get into this question a little bit in, a, in just a second. Mine's Dylan Cruz. When you say, hey, this guy looks like Mike Trout. OK, you. I'm not trying to be rude to the kid, but Paul Maneri putting that on him, hey, man, you better perform like Mike Trout, right? Yeah, and I mean, for, uh, looking at just looking at his listed size, he looks like he has um, a, a pretty decent-sized frame that he can still build on. Right. He's not even 19 yet. Um, I <laughs> I think this kid could be the real deal. Like, like everything is saying he's a legitimate five-tool player. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he probably is one of the guys I'm looking forward to seeing the most, mainly because, you know, with the way the fall has been and everything, I haven't really been able to see much out of him yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm just anxious to see uh, just to see the kid play in general. Um, in addition to that, obviously, Hill, I want to see. Um, I want to see Beck. I want to see what, what what's going on with with number eight this year. You know, I yeah. think there's a ton of guys. I think their outfield is going to be amazing. I'm just anxious to see this team put all nine or 11 on the field and see what happens. You know, it, it, you can sense from Palmineri's talk and every time he talks, he's a, he loves defense. Okay. There's a reason that Hal Hughes was running out there. He loves defense. He's nervous, but then you can kind of see that he's kind of smirking. He's like, but offensively we're pretty damn good. Uh, Zach, when you hear and you see the stats, because a lot of people haven't been able to see this team, a guy like a Dylan Cruz, his exit velocity on a home run is 107 miles an hour, which would be the best or most exit velocity from an LSU player ever since they've been testing it. When you see stuff like that, are you like, hey, man, like what's really going on? From an ex-pitcher, when you see that, what goes through your mind first? 
don't make a mistake. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Because honestly, at that point, if he's hitting the ball that hard, then worst case scenario, it's a home run. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, honestly, that's just kind of hoping you don't take one off of the body first. So, like, I don't know, man. Don't make a mistake. That's that's all you can really say if a guy's going to hit it that hard. Right. Well, and t- yeah, I mean, that's got to be a, just so scary. Um, Zag, you talked about Mac Beck, Matthew Beck. There was a they released a video on him today. A guy that almost got cut to now wearing number eight, being a leader of that program. We've seen big-time guys wear that number. We've seen Alex Brandman, Antoine Duplantis, guys that were – I'm, I'm going to even call generational, okay, because you've got Bregman, and some people don't believe that Antoine Duplantis is that, but when you lead LSU in hits in a history, yeah. you, you know, you're that guy. Matthew Beck is, is different. What have you seen from him as a pitcher that you saw from day one to now that where he's kind of made himself into, hey, man, if he gets out there – you better get on him quick because if you let him keep going, he's going to get you out, and we're going to be down uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, well, you know, based on the number tradition in general, right, I think we've been seeing that it has been those guys, the Matuk, the Bregman, the Duplantis, right, these guys who mm-hmm. who, who they, they produced at an, at an outrageous rate, okay? Um, but I still think that people end up forgetting what, what it originally stands for because it's coincidentally – also a very productive player, but it's the, it's the leader aspect. It's the, the, um, the locker room aspect, you know, it's very similar to that number 18 in football where it's like, yeah, this guy produces, but he doesn't have the Jersey because he produces, he has the Jersey for these intangibles. Mm -hmm. So for Beck, that says a lot to me for a reliever to get this Jersey. Cause that means that this dude is doing everything right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know how much, uh, you know, if, if listeners buy into the whole like deserving to win thing and and stuff like that, I'm kind of 50-50 on it. But I do believe that when it comes to a relief pitcher, if you're going in day in and day out and doing what you got to do, eventually all that is going to come to fruition when you step on the field. And so that's what I want to see. Obviously, he's doing everything right behind the scenes, but he has the tools to get guys out. He's got a very long body. He releases the ball right on top of you. It's I'm anxious to see him come out with like this full like confidence of, okay, no, the team relies on me now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before you're a reliever, they rely on you in your spots. Yeah. But then now it's like, no, I'm the glue of, of this whole Johnny hole staff that's going on. It's a different beast. And I want to see him embody that. Cause I think that'd be really cool for a team to like put their, uh, their identity in one of the relief pitchers. That would just be an awesome thing to see. And it would be really awesome for that kid to experience. Coming from a former LSU relief pitcher, I'm right there with – I mean, in you. I, I, I get where you're coming from. You know, I remember the story about – and we'll get to some of these ass sacks in just a minute. Zach Pearson, former LSU baseball player, is our guest. Uh, when Paul Maneri said that when players went home for Christmas, that uh, it was Bregman's junior year, and he went up to the, to the facility for some reason. I don't remember what it was. And he kept hearing – Ding, ding, ding. And so he walks in there, and Alex Bregman didn't go home. Okay, like legitimately didn't go home. And he said, Alex, what are you doing? And he saw 200 baseballs in a cage. And he was just hitting off a tee, hitting off a tee, hitting off the tee. And so Paul texted the coaching staff and said, look, (laughs) what does it say when your best player is your hardest worker? And I think that Mac Beck might not be your best player, but it's definitely your hardest worker. And that says something about him. Absolutely. And 
that so it's funny that he says that though because a lot of times that's the reason that guy's the best player <laughs> right you know like they 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 tend to go hand in hand it's usually mm-hmm. not an accident right well i remember but no, t- bregman was a monster though he really was bregman was a freak bregman was the kind of guy who um he would he would just go and ask everyone pretty much individually when they'd be able to go to the field to help him get work in not in a selfish way but just like hey you're free from like 10 to 11 do you mind catching these throws across the diamond or just whatever it was? Cause that dude was not going to stop. He was a monster. Ridiculous. And you're right. That's what makes him the best. Uh, some ass Zach's here, Barrett Granger. We call him country. Okay. Cause that's his country. name. on Yeah. That's his name on Twitter. It said big country. So country asks, yeah. ask Zach, how's our pitching staff looking this year? Do we have a couple of good lefties that you know about? Mm, um, <laughs> We don't have uh, – I'll say LSU doesn't have any lefties that I have seen yet. So right. I guess time will tell. Uh, I haven't had eyes on any lefties yet. So I don't – personally, I don't know who is good and who's not. Um, Zach, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i save you on this one. The SEC – some a crazy stat I saw last year. Did you know that SEC uh, batters hit 150, yeah. uh, 150 batting average less – from left-handed pitchers to right-handed pitchers, and majority of the hitters are, are right-handed. I think the stat was they put that out there was because of the simple fact there's not a lot of them, right? Like, yeah. you don't see a lot of them, and so when you don't see a lot of them, you tend to not know where the ball is coming from. Yeah, that's very odd. So you're saying righties hit way lower off of lefties? In the SEC over the last two years, yep. Now, I need to go and validate that stat, but the people who do the stats, yeah. I mean, like, they're, they've never been wrong. So, I, you know, you know I'll take the word. So one thing that's pretty interesting was um, my entire life, uh, as a left-handed guy who threw mostly breaking balls, my entire life people would call me and say, you're going to be the guy who we – bring in to throw curveballs against lefties because that's like this hundred year old rule in baseball. It's very mm-hmm. standard. You have a lefty curveball guy to throw to lefties. But when I got in the in the Astros minor league system, when they were buying all the way into all the analytics stuff, they told us they were like a 12-6 breaking ball is better against opposite handed hitters and nobody knows that. But statistically it plays better. So they were like, if you're a left handed guy who throws curveballs, you're probably gonna get righties out more often with the curveball than lefties. But everyone just assumed forever that that was the opposite. But it's yeah, actually right. it's actually the case, which is very crazy to think about. We had this kid in Franklinton, we're getting offside, but I gotta say this. His name was Charlie Lester. Okay, he threw like ninety one, ninety two from the left hand side. Okay, dude was just a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. He could throw ninety one, ninety two. That that didn't bother a lot of people because once you see it so many times, you kind of get used to it, right? But when he would throw a, a curveball, I'm not gonna lie, it's I was scared for my life. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't going to kill me. I was scared because I was going to get embarrassed, right? You know, like I'm gearing up for a 91 mile an hour fastball, and I'm not going to do anything. Uh, Brandon Reese says, "Ask Zach, which SEC baseball stadium did you hate going to the most?" Ooh, that's a uh, that's interesting. So, I, I, I guess I could kind of say like some were worse than others for different reasons. By far, just the lamest uh, stadium is Texas A&M's, but it's because their crowd just kind of. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I would say that um, I would say that Vanderbilt Stadium leaves much to be desired, just because like their max is like twenty five hundred people. Mm-hmm. So like we went there for like the biggest game of of a decade. It was like <laughs> Nola versus BD opening night. I remember and, that. Uh, 
They had like 2,000 fans, but it's not because they didn't have support. It was because they were just sold out. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well, that kind of blows. Um, so I would say those two most likely probably, uh, you know, the most underwhelming in terms of like uh, a fan in terms of fan base um, on like both ends of the spectrum. One, just not having a lot of people. The other just kind of being lamos. And they don't have support from their athletic staff either, meaning Vanderbilt. So, you know, it's crazy how they have that big of a uh, that big of a, a baseball program and they don't even really support it. Zach, let's get into some Major League Baseball stuff very quickly. I hate the Boston Red Sox with a passion. I hope that they suck. I hope that they lose every single game because I think everything they do stinks. Um, that coming from a New York Yankee fan, why are they trading everybody? I mean, everybody that's good in that system, they're just trading away. Like, what in the hell is going on in Boston? It's not – I know that I call them poor all the time, but they're not poor. Why do you think that they're just trading everybody away? I really have no idea. Um, I saw the Ben and Tindy thing just went down as well, and mm-hmm. I don't even know – I don't know much about the return that they got. I don't even know if even their return is underwhelming. So I'm not even sure – I have no idea what's going on in that system. They got a basket of Skittles, a corn dog, and a chili dog in return from Benintendi. I know. It's crazy. And Benintendi didn't play much last season. Um, so, I don't know. He may have a lingering issue that that's not really being talked about or whatever. Maybe he's not returning from whatever was going on. I don't know. But, yeah, it's just amazing to me. I was looking at the roster a while ago, and I was like, I don't recognize half of these people. And this is a team that this is a team that's been in the hunt for the longest time. But it seems like once Mookie left, it's like it they just kind of everything fell off the table. I, unless they're buying into some some kind of new analytic that we're not aware of, you know that they may, they they may. may be doing that. Let's just see. But they still stink. No one likes them. It smells. Uh, but anyway, talking about Boston, <laughs> Tom Brady. Goes to Tampa Bay from New England, wins his seventh Super Bowl. Is he the be- Zach? Answer this question for me because I know what my opinion is. I think he's the best in any sport ever. Okay, this my opinion. Do you, do you hold that same regard for Tom Brady, or is Michael Jordan the guy in our lifetime, or who do you think that guy is, or a girl? Um. So. That's interesting because it's a, it's an impossible thing to be correct about. You know, <laughs> right. it just is. It's everyone's going to disagree at some point. Um, what I would say about about Brady and about the quarterback position in general is you have a chance to to uh, benefit your team, but I don't really believe that the championship hinges on your play so much. Now, obviously, if you're throwing interceptions, then yes, you can lose the game. But I don't know if you go out and win the game as much as as much as a basketball player. Um, I would say that that a lot of baseball positions are similar in that way, where like your best player doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that Tom is Tom is definitely in the discussion. He's up there, no question. It's not a slight to him, but I would say that there's other other sports and other um, positions in sports that. I do think play a larger role. Like, so I would say a guy like LeBron, a guy like Jordan, I think they impact whether or not their team wins a championship more. And then that's even discussing team stuff. Then like, you, you know, you still got Serena Williams, you still got, you know, your Tiger Woods before all the stuff was mm-hmm. going on. So I don't know. There, there's guys, there's guys that you can make the case for and against in, in every aspect, but he's definitely in the discussion, which at that point, I mean, you're a victor at that point. <laughs> Well, and I mean, I had somebody in a, a group chat say this this week, and he was like, hey, what about Floyd Mayweather? And I laughed. 
Okay, and he and I, I laughed in I a sense. I laughed That's in a sense of that, that because we don't we don't. I'm like because we think of Brady like he's never in that discussion. And I just laughed to myself, and then I got to start thinking about it, going to get Ben from the daycare. And then I, he sent another text back, and he says, hey, imagine not getting uh, in a sport where you get hit in the face, and you don't. And he's a guy that just never gets hit in the face, and he's undefeated. So, I mean, like you, to, to bring that up, to your point, I mean, there's so many different things that go into that. And so I think football-wise, yes, but I, I'm with you. I think it's hard to sometimes – uh, put that into context. Uh, Zach, a couple more questions. We'll get you out of here. Did you see the Randy Johnson story this week about I don't own a gun, but I have a bucket of baseballs next to my bed? Yeah, I love it. I do I too. I absolutely love that. Well, I mean, I don't you... believe him, but I love the quote. <laughs> I don't believe you, him either. You tell me, you look at that man and you think he doesn't have a gun in his house? I'm oh, no. That, man. This is what I'm he has in his that. in his in his drawer right now. He has a, a 38 revolver. Okay, he has a thing of Levi Garrett chew and some big gum. Uh, you know, Bubblicious bubble gum because he wraps the chew in the Bubblicious, and that's what he's got go. next to his bed. I mean, I think he was go. just trying to make a joke, which makes it even better, right? So much better, so much better. I love it, and I love the I love the concept of people being like, you know what? I think I'd rather a guy pull a gun on me than have Randy Johnson just start crow hopping baseballs from like fifteen feet away. I mean, is he? You know, I, when I think of like uh, pictures in our lifetime that were imposing, like I think maybe not always with skill, but just imposing. He's got to be the most imposing individual that we've seen. Over the last 20 years, a guy that's seven foot throwing 100 miles an hour, that's got to be the scariest thing of a lifetime, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, people dive in. Now we have so much more stuff to measure all these things. And people right. dive in, they go back, and they retrack all this stuff. And um, I, and I'm probably getting the number wrong, but because of his length and his arm slot, he was kind of a, a, a more sidearm, more three-quarter mm-hmm. guy. Um, they said whenever he would let the ball go, it would come out of his hand like three feet behind a lefty's hip. So now imagine how hard he threw and at that angle where like if you're left-handed, it has to be the most terrifying look ever because it has to look like it's going to hit you every single time, especially the sliders. Uh, Dude, I can't imagine being more like um, more just mentally intimidated walking up to a plate. Now you have guys like Nolan Ryan who are in the discussion as well. Right. But just because of this like, lanky like freak looking guy <laughs> who threw so hard and started it behind you i don't know man i i can't imagine anything looked worse than that do you remember uh do you remember john crook who played with the phillies and was on espn yes. do you remember do you remember the uh all-star game where he was so terrified <laughs> he ran out yeah, of the like box spinning. oh dude yeah, and they like, asked oh, him after the game he goes here. i never saw i never saw it he goes, I, I didn't know if I was going to get hit in the head or what was going to happen. And Randy Johnson's out there yelling at him, I'm not going to hit you. He goes, I don't believe you. You know, like the old uh, anchorman and quote, I don't believe stadium, you. Imagine a stadium <laughs> where, like, the sun is setting behind him. Good luck, man. Just don't even bring a bat. Uh, A-Rod talked about when they were all in Seattle, okay? You know, uh, so, uh, 
what is it? It starts with an S. Their field, I can't, I can't remember it. But they have those two beams. It's two uh, gold or silver beams in the center of their stadium. And when the sun is coming down in the midday, that beam would reflect off of that, and it would be in the hitter's eye. Okay, and then people would talk yeah. about uh, before the game when Randy was saying or when Randy was pitching that some guys would say that they got the flu and they can't go today because they, yeah, because they can't it. see it. I mean, man, yeah. it's just a great – like, uh, here it is, Safeco Field, that's it. Thank you, uh, Jacob Samuelson. The guy who actually wants you to, uh, wants to play video games with you, this is the guy right here who's always calling me out. <laughs> Big baseball guy. So, uh, Zach, one more. I, I, t- I said a, one more and we'll get you out of here. Uh, baseball season is right around the corner. Uh, Jaden Hill looks like he's going to get the start on Friday. Do you think that this is uh, the most anticipated starter that we've had? Like opening night, does because I'm like ready to watch him in an opening uh, or starting a Friday night game. Is this the biggest opening game that you can remember from an anticipation standpoint? COVID canceling the season, Jaden Hill, Dylan Cruz. Do you ever remember a season going into it where it's just been this anticipated that everybody wants to watch? I do. I do think the because of the COVID stuff last season, I do think that does play a part this year. Um, in terms of Hill, I also think it's it's he may not be the most um, anticipated opening night starter, but he's definitely the uh, the most unknown. Of, mm-hmm. of like what we've seen in like a guy preparing for the draft opening night starter with insane potential. Cause normally you have your guys who you're, you know what you're getting out of them. You're Nola, you're Gosman, you're Lang. You have those guys where it's like, okay, I'm anxious to see what he does this year because I know how good he is for Jaden Hill. It's kind of like, I can't wait to see how good he is. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I can't wait to see a Friday night guy who, who, who has the sheer power that he has. And I hope he has the, the pitching aspect as well, because if so, the sky's the limit for that guy. So yeah, I do think it's a little bit of both. I think the the coronavirus stuff definitely makes uh, the opening night a lot more exciting, but then just in terms of like, where is this guy's ceiling? Really? I think that's what everyone's tuning in to see. I just haven't watched college baseball in a long time and that might be it, you know, like I haven't played MLB the show in a long time, so maybe why I'm trying to get the PS5 so bad. So that might that that might still be. Still got it. a while before this one though. So you still have a while. I, true, Zach. I have tried every single day for the last month and a half. I've been unsuccessful. It's Just, hard. It, it, it's it's unbelievable. I I I feel like giving up, but I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm just not gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep trying to go after it. PS5s are not for quitters, Blake. No, they're not. No, they're not. And I got to take Drew Brees to the Super Bowl one way or another. And God dang it, I'm going to do it. Okay, Zach? That's right. (laughs) All right, brother. Zach Pearson was our guest. Zach, thank you so much for joining us, as always, on Thursday. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Take care, man. That is Mr. Zach Pearson, former LSU baseball pitcher. Uh, We were supposed to get to Mr. Jalen Collins, but he is not here yet. Um, I have messaged him a couple times uh, in reference to coming into the show. So we are waiting on uh, Mr. Jalen Collins. So I guess we'll hopefully he will come in uh, and we can talk to him. But if not, we will uh, we'll just continue to go on the show. Uh, but before we get to Mr. Jalen Collins, if he decides to join us, guys, you got to go see my friends over at the Drake Law Firm. 
personal injury, real, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions. There's no law firm more determined to get you ready than the Drake Law Firm for anything that you need. Go see him today at 164 West Pine Street, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. That's 164 West Pine Street, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. And tell him your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay, we'll do the hashtag Ask Blake some more. We do have some news that we're going to be putting out in just a minute. I guess we can do it now. Uh, guys, let me tell you what I'm thinking about doing. Uh, and I've been thinking about doing this for a while to build our YouTube channel. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a Saturday morning only, Saturday morning show on YouTube. So we'll just go exclusively to YouTube. Everybody needs to go to subscribe there. And if you subscribe, we'll be doing some information, giving away information. What are we hearing about LSU? Uh, more of a, 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 a person show, your show. Have any questions? I'm not going to prepare for anything. We're just going to talk about what you want to talk about. We'll go question by question down the line, and we'll go there. So that's what we're anticipating uh, in reference to a Saturday show. So we want to we want to continue to build our YouTube subscribers. We're going to have some guests on, maybe do some co-hosting with that. Uh, but we are on our way and trying to get um, a thousand YouTube subscribers. That is our goal. We're right at. Uh, I think 520, something like that. So we're trying to get to 1,000, and we'll be doing sun, uh, Saturday morning shows. Uh, we'll let you know uh, when that's going to be released. Uh, David says, did we win? I guess he's talking about softball. Last I saw was in a uh, rain delay. Uh, Jamie Fortenberry says lightning delay. Yeah, so they're in a, a lightning delay. Uh, Mark says, biscuits with Blake. Well, you know, we could name that on Saturday mornings. What do y'all want? What do y'all think it should be called? I Biscuits with Blake. I like biscuits. I love me some biscuits now. Would be pretty cool. I was just going to call it AYS and we'll do a Saturday morning show. Maybe keep it 30, 45 minutes. Any information anybody wants answered, we'll just go. You know, if, if there's any information, Elias, Ricks, whatever, really, I'm going to try to be as as filterless as possible. Uh, Brian says, ask Blake, does LSU win the SEC in football next year? Brian, I think that's a good question, and I think it's going to be tough. Um, if you had to ask me right now, I think everybody's going to have to go through Alabama to, to be the SEC champ. If you ask me if LSU was in the East, if they can win it, yes, I do think that they can win it in the East. Um. I don't know how much I, I, I respect JT Daniels, right? Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I really know if Georgia's really that well coached offensively. Um, but LSU's going to have to go through Alabama. LSU has a lot of question marks with a new coaching staff. Alabama has a lot of questions with a new coaching staff and new personnel. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think and, – and look, LSU always plays better – against Alabama on the road. For whatever reason, they play Alabama better on the road. But LSU has a lot of um, a lot of questions that they have to get answered before we know what they're going to do in the SEC. And I think defensively, we'll know very quickly um, what those answers will be. I guess really, they'll, we'll have them against UCLA with all the motions. How does this defense look? And it should tell you. I mean, remember... Um, Remember when how LSU looked against Georgia Southern, and we were like, man, this offense is pretty damn good if they can keep it going. Uh, Jamie says, ask us. 
you going to do a post game on Saturdays? Um, I don't know about doing post game on Saturdays after LSU plays baseball. I mean, we could, um, we could, but those really eat my days up with the weekends and playing and you know hanging out with the family. Uh, but we're thinking about everybody that subscribes to our YouTube page can go and watch it. So we need everybody on here to go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we'll do a Saturday morning show. Just have a cup of coffee and drink. It'll be very lax. It won't be very serious. Um, and you know, if my son walks in and he runs in, it just it is what it is. Nothing really too big with there. Uh, Mark says LSU was up three to nothing before lightning delay. There you go. I love me some softball, uh, softball man. And look, Beth Tarina's been there a while. Beth Tarina has been there a while. So we, I what man? I just uh, messaged Jalen Collins a couple times, and um, unfortunately, I sent him the link to the show for him to come on. Um, doesn't look like he's coming. So I guess we'll just uh, have to get back with him. That stinks. Uh, Jamie says the goat is LeBron James, MJ, and then. Uh, Tom Brady. Look, I think LeBron James is um, one of the best to ever do it, but I don't win that argument very easily. Uh, Richie Rose says, no, he's not better than MJ. <sighs> I don't know, Richie. I think that when you when you talk about a quarterback and what he's done over the last 20 years, um, to me... To me, it feels like he he was and is, uh, but that's just me. I think doing what Brady did, being at the quarterback position. Look, Michael never took the punishment that Tom Brady did. Michael didn't do it at forty three, so I think that that's something to be said about that. David says, "LOL, that is uh, about correct." Their return from that trade, yeah, a, ba- a box of Skittles, absolutely crazy. Uh, Jamie says, I meant they tied. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get on out of here. I'm sorry we weren't able to bring you Mr. Jalen Collins. Um, We sent him the link and told him to come on, but we'll we'll have to try to bring him on some other time. All right, guys. We will talk to you soon. I will let you know about the Saturday shows. This is the last show of the week, and we will talk to you soon. Maybe we'll start it this week. Maybe we'll start the YouTube thing this week. I'll I'll let you know very soon. But until then, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.